Why are we here? Why is it that we gather every single year at this same time, on this same appointed hour? Why is it that for the four weeks leading up to this night, we, we talk about the message of Advent and, the, and all of the topics leading up to this? Why do we have this endless singing of carols? Why is it that the carols never get old? Why all the activities? Why the cantatas? Why the caroling to shut-ins and things like that that we do? Why all these things? And I would submit tonight that it is because it is the most significant event that has occurred since the beginning of time. You know, there's only been a handful of truly momentous events that have taken place in history. And by momentous, I mean those things which have shaped us and those things that explain why things are the way things are. Those happenings that have cosmic and eternal significance. There's only been a few. Just a handful. There was, for example, the amazing day when God spoke all things into existence. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That was quite an important day. Without that day, nothing would be. And there was the amazing day when man said, I don't want things to be the way God has made them. I want my own way. And with that turning from obedience to disobedience, we had the ruination of everything that God had created. That was a pretty amazing day. It was a black day. Were it not for that day, nothing would be messed up. Nothing would be sick. Nothing would be twisted. Nothing would be evil. Nothing would be broken. Every time we find ourselves looking up and asking why things are the way they are, why is the world as messed up as it is, why do things happen as they do, we need to go back to that day. And we need to remind ourselves that's why. And then there was that day when God fixed it. When he sent Jesus into this broken and ruined world to redeem it, to buy it back at great cost. And that is the day that we remember on this day. It is that day that inspires our songs and fuels our endless Christmas activities. Because of that day, there is everlasting hope. Were it not for that day, there would be no hope. And finally, there will be a day. There will be a day when God removes evil from this world, when only good survives. When only good survives. When all is peace. A day hasn't come yet, but it will. Soon it will. And oh, how we long for that day. We have been looking at the Advent story for the last four weeks, and we've been reminded of some wonderful truths as you've been here with us on Sunday mornings. We've, we've learned about the promise of the coming Messiah and the prophecies that foretold that coming. We admired and talked about some of the people whom God used in bringing about the coming of Christ. And finally, just yesterday, just this last Lord's Day, we saw the purpose behind it all, that he might redeem us, that he might buy us back, that he might pay the ransom, the price for our sin. Has there ever been a story like this story? No story has ever been conceived in the mind of man that even compares to this. It's amazing. It's astonishing. And what makes it doubly amazing and doubly astonishing is it's not fiction. This happened. This is the truth. He came. He really was born. Just as the Bible says. 
Well, I want us to think for a minute tonight on what the final outcome of the story will be. When all the promises have been met and all the prophecies have been fulfilled and all the people whom God has included in the plan have done their part and all that need to be redeemed have been redeemed. When the last lost soul that is to be redeemed is, is, what will there be? What will it look like? What will be the result? What is the end game? And I believe we can sum it up in one word. And that is the word peace. Peace. God had promised it through his prophet years ago. He said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. It was the announcement of the angels on that first Christmas day, was it not? Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace. Goodwill. Jesus, right before he left us for a while, promised that he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Peace. His first coming made it a possibility. And when he comes back that second time, and that is upon us, it is imminent, it's assured, it's any moment now when he comes back that second time. He'll make peace a reality. Let me share two different aspects of our lives that are impacted by peace. And that we can have peace in as a result of that little baby being born. First of all, peace in our world. And secondly, peace in our hearts. Peace in our world. Peace in our hearts. You know, if you attended our Christmas cantata this year... And uh, I hope you did. We had a good time with that. But uh, if you attended, then you were reminded of a wonderful song. It's not a new song. Kind of an old one. Let there be peace on earth. And let it begin with me. Let there be peace on earth. The peace that was meant to be. I've always loved that song. I remember that from my teenagers. It's a wonderful song. And it's a wonderful sentiment. sentiment, But the fact is, such peace doesn't seem to exist today. Does it? The Middle East continues its seemingly eternal conflicts, and the rest of the world is drawn into it. The newspapers are filled with stories of unrest and riots across Europe. Our own beloved America is just torn and divided and overcome with turmoil. Evil increasingly raises its head in acts of unspeakable violence, such as what we just saw in Connecticut. There was a photo that I saw. Uh, it came out of that, and I'm sure everyone in the room has seen this same picture. It was plastered across every news source in the land. It was a picture of a family that was huddled together, hugging each other. The father was looking up, as if to say why. And everybody who saw that asked the same question. Why? And we wonder, where is the peace? Do we not? Henry Wadsworth Longfellow put it so well in his beloved Christmas poem, one of my Favorites. I don't think we sang this one tonight. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And then you can almost imagine, if you read that poem, you can almost imagine old Henry putting his quill down and looking out his window. He must have thought for a few minutes after he wrote that. Because then he said this, In despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. We can relate with old Wadsworth Longfellow, can't we? 
He was just echoing what most of us feel. He was echoing what has been felt down through history. Where is the peace? The prophet said, you have moved my soul far from peace. I have forgotten prosperity. He said, we looked for peace, but no good came. And for a time of health, and there was trouble. And so we might join Henry Wadsworth Longfellow in his thinking. But thankfully, he didn't stop there. He kept on going, and he kept on thinking. And then he wrote this. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth. Goodwill to men. And all we need to remember the story is not over yet. There will yet be that day when Jesus returns and there will be peace in our world. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace, the psalmist said. The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. There will be peace. These things have I spoken to you, Jesus said, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. (laughs) I have overcome the world. See that little baby sleeping on the hay? He brought the promise of peace to this world. He is the only hope of peace for this world. And when he returns soon, he won't bring the promise of peace. He'll bring the reality of peace. Peace in this world. But it doesn't stop at this world. He also brings peace in our hearts. Peace in our hearts. Don't you wonder sometimes what it must have been like In the Garden of Eden. What it must have been like before evil and sin blackened the scene. When God was able to look about all that he had created and say it's good. He said that. He says very good. What must that have been like? What must it have been like when God and man walked together in the cool of the day in the garden? What must it have been like in glorious? Wonderful. I can't imagine You probably have trouble imagining it too because uh, the fact is from the moment Adam and Eve broke that sweet fellowship with their sin, the world has known nothing of it. After sin entered the picture, they weren't walking with God anymore. There was no sweet fellowship in the garden in the cool of the day, none of that. They didn't think of him as a friend anymore. They were afraid of him. They ran from him. They hid from him. They were at enmity with him. And that's how this world has lived. It has lived in that same relationship ever since. This world and those in it are separated from God at enmity with him. But that baby, that baby we've been talking about, that baby asleep in the hay, he came to bring peace. And not only peace in the world, but peace between us and our God. He came to restore and to fix the relationship sin had broken and marred. Paul said it like this. He said, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. And by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace.
peace through the blood of his cross. Now we need to be clear, it wasn't that first Christmas day and the events of that first Christmas day that brought peace between us and God. That actually would take place 33 years later when that baby, now a man, bought our souls on Calvary, redeemed us, paid our ransom. On that day when he was wounded for our transgressions, when he was bruised for our iniquities, when the chastisement for our peace was upon him, on the day that by his stripes we were healed. That brought peace. Peace with God. He bought our salvation on the cross and he offers it to us now as a gift. Do you have peace? Do you have peace? If you have no peace in your soul, if you have no peace with God, it may be because you have not yet received the gift. Receive it. Receive it. And receive peace. One poet described it like this. He said, I cannot tell thee whence it came. This peace within my breast. But this I know. There fills my soul a strange and tranquil rest. That's what we have when we come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Those of us who know the Savior know that peace. Peace. Peace in our hearts. Peace with our God. But only those of us who know the Savior. There's a very popular bumper sticker. You've no doubt seen it. Sometimes you see it on church signs. It says, no God, no peace. No God, no peace. The first two no's are spelled K-N-O-W. The second two are spelled N-O. If you know God... You can know peace. If you don't know God, you will have no peace. And is that not what God said? There is no peace in the Lord for the wicked. So why are we here? What is the reason that we gather every year at the appointed time? Why? Four weeks of discussion. Why? Carol after Carol after Carol. Why? Well, ultimately we gather and we worship And we sing for the same reason the angels did on that first Christmas, because peace has been promised. Peace has come, and it's all packaged up in that little baby who was laying in the manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes for you and for me. C.S. Lewis said one time, once in our world, a stable had something in it. A stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. Not only bigger than our world, bigger than our world's problems, bigger than the problems of our world's inhabitants. In that stable lay the one who, when he came that first time, brought the promise of peace. And when he returns, he'll bring the reality of it. And from then on, there will be peace, only peace, forever. That's why we're here, and that's why we sing, and that's why we worship.